We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dom two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it Two-run home run. Trevor Story. Touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, your official BSN Denver beer. I'm your host, Allie Monroy, and with me today, we've got Harrison Wind, Drew Creaseman, AJ Hafley is back from vacation, and joining us for the very first time is BSN Broncos beat writer, Zach Stevens. Welcome to the show, Zach. Pumped to be on. <laughs> How late were you up last night, Zach? Oh boy, we left. The timestamp was 2.36 because we were recording one of these for you guys. Okay. Yeah, well... Man, you're a you're more awake than I am, and that's disturbing. <laughs> but also, probably not surprising. I've got some hard hitting questions for AJ. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> How was the Manny Petty? It was that place was actually super cool. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's like designed for dudes to get oh. like taken care of. It was called Blacksmith Parlor in downtown Winnipeg, and if you make an online reservation, they give you a free alcoholic drink when you show up. Wow. Um, mine was like right after I'd woken up, so I was like, "Can I just get a bottle of water?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't, I don't need like a bottle of whiskey." And right they were so I'd nice. They day. were like, "Yeah, totally." Yeah, and they took care of me, and they had it all. They had it all like uh, separated out, so like you can get massages like in the back. You get the mani pedis in sort of the middle where they have all the TVs, which I was watching the World Darts Championship on. <laughs> It was Which awesome. you, were you were live tweeting it, right? I, I, I mean, I mentioned it. It was like the only tweet I fired off about it. But uh, those people get super into the darts. And then they had like a barber shop in the very front of it. Uh, it was actually, it was super cool. That's it was, really cool. It was a very good like uh, pamper myself on the first day of my vacation. Kind was of that thing. your first Manny Petty? Yeah, it was actually. Oh, yeah. I've never yeah. had one. Do so. you recommend it? It was yeah, one hundred percent. It's a big topic <laughs> yeah. in Denver right oh, now. <laughs> my, my feet are glorious. So behind us, I've been so. th I've been thinking about taking the plunge for a while. Dude, definitely do it. <laughs> sounds I, like, it sounds like you need to go out to Winnipeg to do it. Well, yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, that's I was, a treat. It, it helped honestly because you're like, there's a stigma. Dudes getting this done. But then it, it being a place that sort of catered to men, it was yeah. kind of cool yeah. because it was like they didn't, you know, you didn't feel anything. You just walked in. You were was like, was it all guys there? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was super cool. Did you I spend your whole day there? I mean, it no, sounds like you no, didn't no, spend no. your whole day and night. I, I, uh, I was there for about an hour and a half and then I wandered around downtown Winnipeg just to get the see the sights and just kind of explore. How was so. the rest of your vacation? It was good. It was productive. Um yeah, I won't I won't get into any of my personal stuff on this, but 
the Avs listeners already know, so it's fine. Um, it was it was great. It was just what I needed. It was ten days away from my life, and now I'm back, and it's great. Andre said you won the week last week. Do you agree after after yeah. the vacation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won the week it was because of Sampo Ranta. <laughs> <laughs> it was all that. I did not <laughs> talk about Sampo Ranta one time all week. Oh, it it was, seemed like you did. I don't know. It was so. It was so, everybody else wants to talk about Rambo Santa, but I'm <laughs> I'm good. Well, moving on to some actual sports, we're going to start off with the Broncos. They played their third preseason game Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers, and they lost 24-15, which means the season's over, right? Season, right season's done, and as John Elway would say, how are the Broncos right now? Well, they're 1-2. and two. <laughs> It's like, John, come on. Come on, that's not an answer. <laughs> it's preseason. So a few things from yesterday's game. Bradley Chubb was phenomenal. Is that something we should expect from him throughout the season, his performance? Absolutely, because what's th- this has been the off-season of Chubb, as, as we've said, uh, with, with the Broncos. Wow. What, what's what, what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> Grand Junction listeners, what's up? <laughs> what, what's happened with Bradley Chubb this off-season? Vic Fangio has consistently called out Von Miller, saying he mm-hmm. needs to be better. And then on total opposite spectrum... He's praised Bradley Chubb. So is defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. So have all of the players around him. So this isn't just he had a great game. This is showing you what you can expect for this season. Should we be concerned at all that the offense hasn't actually scored any points, the first team offense? I think after. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They haven't scored any points <laughs> the entire points. preseason? The That's kicker. a bad stat. Okay, yeah, the, yeah the, the, the kicker. The kicker. The kicker. But they the haven't kicker like, thrown points. a touchdown exactly. or anything like yeah. that. Joe Flacco hasn't done that. After Saturday night. Once th- then they'll have like a full game on tape. If they haven't had it then, then yeah, it's a concern. Harrison, you're chuckling over here. No, I mean, I just think that's a pretty uh, pretty interesting stat. <laughs> that, it, that it might take them four games to score their first touchdown. Yeah, I think it's a notable stat. <laughs> <laughs> so you would say there's concern. No, I, d- I do have to say, though, that move that Bradley Chubb put on uh, Joe Staley, was it? Yep. Well, the, the strip sack? Um, he's just talking about the, the one, stunt. the one where yeah, the Joe Staley pretty much looked like he was standing in yep. cement, and Bradley Chubb just <laughs> ran right by yep. him. Yep, I, I'm not even a football guy, but I watched that like five or six. And kind of dipped underneath. It's very yeah. Von Miller esque. Is is, that, is Bradley Chubb gonna be better than Von Miller this year? I think that's a legit conversation, right? I, I think mean, so. if I was just an alien dropped in from uh, outer space and just watched that preseason <laughs> game, I would have said Bradley Chubb's their best player. And then somebody who works in sports would be like, it's preseason football. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get out of here, alien. <laughs> well, we're going to keep analyzing the preseason football. What about special, che- special teams, Zach? I'll just use Vic Fangio's words. It's a big-time concern. Yeah. I mean, everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And that's happened every single game for the Broncos. Yesterday, you saw it, uh, their best catcher of the football on punt return. Ball went through his hands, hit his face mask, and then fell on the ground. Super embarrassing. That's their best. That's their best guy. Ugh. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> you got you got to catch when it hits you in the hands, <laughs> and hit you in the face and mask in the at least face. something, right? Yeah, and then probably back in the hands again. <laughs> a second <laughs> yeah. opportunity to get that one. Like. They also gave up eighty yards on two kick returns. Jesus. Everything that can go wrong has Everything. gone wrong. I mean, people in town are are are, are already talking about. Firing the special teams coach Ooh. before oh, wow. the season that's starts. That's spicy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> no, but well, I, I actually saw this last night when I was watching the game. Brandon McManus had this kickoff where he only ran back like a couple yards into like his uh, like his motion. Did yep. you see that? Yeah. like the first kickoff of the game. Yeah, isn't that nuts? He can still boot it that far? Well, because well, he only kicked it to the goal line, and then the guy returned it. Right. And it's like, why wouldn't you take a bigger runway? They'll say that's intentional to just see the other guys do their job instead of just kicking it out every single time. I wouldn't imagine that'll happen during yeah. the regular season. I don't season. know. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. What were we've talked about some of the negatives? What were a few positive takeaways from the game yesterday besides Bradley Chubb? The defense mm-hmm. in general. I mean, they they just look so good. Vic Fangio's defense looks like it's not going to put his best players in a position to fail, which has kind of happened the past few years. They're going to Vic Fangio's going to help his players. So it's, it's a weird thing that's happening here. He's going to help his players instead of hurt them like like has happened the past few years. 
What about Emmanuel Sanders? Ooh. He is killing it seven months after his Achilles, after going down with an Achilles injury, and he is running like as if nothing had happened. First play on the field. Yeah. Catch to pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Catch a few plays later, a little reverse end around to Emmanuel. He looks so good, and this is what he's looked like uh, for the past few months. We've been seeing it, and then he got to go out and show it. I mean, that's crazy after an Achilles it's incredible. injury. It's it, incredible. The Achilles is usually. I would think a near career ender in football, especially. Yeah. Well, and for a guy whose like primary skill throughout his career has been his athleticism, right. his right. speed. <laughs> He's not been the big, tall, run him down Calvin Johnson. Like that is yeah. not what Emmanuel Sanders has ever been about. So you need that explosiveness. It's one thing to say like he can go, like you can get out there and run on it, but to be as explosive as he was, and he's. Not a young man anymore exactly. in the game of football. Exactly. It's absolutely yeah. great. I say that is what my age. I'm <laughs> 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 shut up. Emmanuel He's old Sanders, and washed, but, right? Uh, just, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, showing up for us old guys, <laughs> making it look good out there. I mean, Love 32 it. years old yeah. for for a receiver that is old. You're right. ancient almost, especially coming off an Achilles. Can you imagine KD has that that recovery that fast? <sighs> well, I mean, he's pretty much been ruled out of next year, Kevin Durant. But then again, if Kevin Durant is like 80% of the player he was, he's still probably a top five player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still. Well, moving on to Las Cucarachas. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Are they staying alive? They're not dead, so technically, yes, <laughs> math- mathematically speaking. They're, you know, I, I even, yes, I sent out the Monty Python tweet there. The guy's hauling him out to the cart. He's ready to throw him on the cart, but the Rockies are insisting that they are not quite dead yet. Uh, yeah, it was against the Marlins that they got a, a sweep there, a part of four games in a row. Uh, then they drop another really dumb one to the Diamondbacks. Uh, but they're hanging around, and, and I think the big takeaway from this last week, honestly, is like, they're not killing themselves anymore, and some fans may love to hear that. Some fans may hate mm. to hear that. Like, maybe they should be beating themselves up for the crap season they've had. But they've loosened up a little bit, and they're starting to have some fun out there. You mentioned the Las Cucarachas thing. Like, they're, they're trying to find ways to convince themselves that there's something every day to play for. And we've seen some actually inspired baseball out of that. A couple of walk-off wins, mm-hmm. uh, some really fantastic defensive plays, uh, particularly from your boy, Rahmal Tapia. Uh, he's been on the top three sports center the last two nights, top plays. Uh, so there there have been a lot of things for Rockies fans to enjoy out of this last stretch of baseball, which we really couldn't say earnestly for the month before that. Definitely. I just w- why why are they putting Wade Davis what, back what's out going there? On there? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, anytime he wants to join the fun, I mean, we'll let him. Uh, well, that's they lost it last night or on Monday night with Wade Davis, right? He gave up two runs, right. three runs, right? Uh, and he, even though I think a, a couple of those were driven in against Jake McGee. I believe they were all charged to Wade Davis. I'd have to go back and see the inning again, exactly how it unfolded. But the actually the long and short of it for me was this. The Rockies did their job to tie that game, and the game, they, they couldn't keep the tie through one batter. Yeah. Davis comes out, gives up the home run immediately. And that's the kind of stuff that the bullpen has been doing that's just absolutely got Rockies fans on edge. And and the only defense I have for putting Wade Davis out there is who else are you going to put out there? Mm, Carlos really Estevez wasn't else. available. Yeah. He's thrown he's 78 pitches in the last <laughs> let him go. Let him go. Absolutely <laughs> not. still attached. The, you, you do not need to kill a guy who might be your setup man or maybe even a closer in the future, probably a closer for the rest of this season, to try to win a game when you're 12 under in August. So I'm, I'm not going to kill Estevez or Diaz doing that because I think they're a big part of the team's future. So – it's Davis, McGee, Shaw. Those are your options. That's that's. So there were options. But, <laughs> but I mean, you <laughs> saw McGee didn't do a whole lot Marlins. better once he got in there either. I, you saw against the Marlins, Davis did the same thing, and he had no outs, and Bud was like, no, 
we're switching right away. Like, why? If you, if that's what's the consistency that's happening with Davis, why are we still putting him in there? Right. So the obviously the super sad and and worst possible news the Rockies could have gotten for the area of their team that's struggling the most, the bullpen, was that the one guy who's been an absolute stud this year and Scott Oberg done for the rest of the season yeah. the scary blood clot thing he's had it before everybody wishes him well um but that just it really did just open up this gigantic like nobody else has closing experience and, yeah. and people forget some of the I like their stuff better but some of these guys are very very young and they're getting their first taste of big leagues Jairo Diaz Jesus Tinoco and then the guys I mentioned before I've just been bad. Yeah. If he handed the ball to Chad Bettis, we'd be asking well, the same question. If he handed no. the ball no. to Jake McGee, we'd Let's be not asking do the, the same Bettis. question. Mm-hmm. You don't think? You no. think Wade Davis, it's, it's think more. Because it wasn't even need, the ninth inning. You need, inning. To, it was, you it need was to just eighth. sit him for like a week. You yeah. just need to just give him a week off I so from himself, if anything else. Right. And they sort of did that for a minute and they moved him into the sixth inning and he actually pitched well for a few outings, but mm-hmm. they they tried to have him close one when Scotty went down and it, it was just a nightmare. And they're also I think they're trying to they were hoping that he would build on that momentum and they could get some trade value. I think they're going to shop him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real legitimate thing there. And it's harder to shop a guy when you just sit him and, and tacitly admit he can't go anymore, even though I mean. I mean, you're going to keep putting him out there, and if yeah, that doesn't help. Get either, yeah, seven, correct. So also, like, also, not good for your you, trade value. You, I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? So yeah. at, this, at this point, it's not happening. The only way they're going to trade him, regardless of if they play him or not, is if they eat the contract money on it. And so, I mean, just stop doing it. What's well, right? Stop it. shooting yeah. yourself in the I, foot. I mean, I don't disagree. I'm doing my best to explain <laughs> why <laughs> like they're doing like it. But. The best, the best part of of stop stopping hitting yourself in the head with a hammer is is the relief you get. When you finally stop. <laughs> so just yeah. let it be. It's done. <laughs> so what's like, the right what's the right answer for the next month and a half? It seems like everything's the, wrong. Just right. like quit and sim the rest of the <laughs> <season>. <laughs> right. That's right. It, 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 admit that the Kukarashas are dead and just be done with it? I mean Well, everybody else is still fighting except Wade Davis. I know the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, even then, like Brian Shaw had a had a great outing the other day. Like there's life everywhere else in that bullpen except that one dude who can't throw strikes. He can't see that's where I just wholeheartedly disagree though, because just as often as Wade Davis has done this, Jake McGee and Chad Bettis have done this. Yeah, I mean Jake I McGee, agree with Jake that hundred percent. Yeah. But so. I mean and Chad Bettis has the worst oh. ERA of any of these guys, and he has the terrible habit of giving up a home run to the first guy he faces almost every single time out of the bullpen like that's that's a brutal now that's exactly what Wade Davis did last night but I'm saying it's he's <laughs> great the, but Chad Bettis is the worst pitcher of of those guys today like, yeah absolutely and th- and that's what's brutal then like, DFA him and move on again at this point what does it matter I mean, for you, have a, you have a month I and mean, a half to try and start working on solutions for next year. Right. You but the, all their team, young right? guys are up. They've just been used throughout that whole Miami series. And that, I mean, now I think you go the rest of the way with Diaz and Estevez are, are your plus guys. Giving them those reps. Absolutely. They're, they're your plus side guys. If there had been a save situation last night and Estevez hadn't thrown so many pitches the last few days, I think he would have gotten called upon uh, to get the baseball there. But. I mean, they DFA'd Ionetta I, I to bring up Nunez and see what he has. Right. Just keep doing it. I agree. Mm. I agree. Just, I mean, just it's the sunk cost fallacy playing out right in front of us with the with the bullpen. The only guy you can do it with, though, is Chad Bettis because these Fine. other yeah. do it. I I I don't disagree. There's. The <laughs> I mean, it's that simple, man. Like, you just do it. Just get rid of the guys who suck and then give chances to other guys. And if they also suck, then okay, great. Now you have something to do in the off season. Yeah. But continuing to sit here and watch them roll out with the same exact group is just like, what are you expecting to happen? Moving on to like some, <laughs> <laughs> some positives. What are a few things fans should look forward to in the rest of this Diamondback series? Uh, well, more Rymal Tapia, more Ryan McMahon, please. get get like uh, the Ryan young guys. McMahon is killing it yeah, right now. McMahon went through a stretch where we had five home runs in four games, uh, and none of them were cheapos. Like, none of them. You could be like, ooh, juiced ball home run. Like, no. <laughs> that was a 455-foot shot to center field, dude. Like, he, like deep into the trees. Yeah, like he got all that one, I think. Uh, those guys have been a lot of fun 
to watch, uh, particularly as Tapia seems to be getting into a groove defensively. It's been the biggest issue with him throughout his career, and if he can make himself to some degree an asset out there, he's going to win some playing time, he's going to get more at-bats, and it may make the Rockies uh, more inclined to truly and finally make Ian Desmond a bench player and not worry about the fact that he doesn't have a position to play find a bat that, that they can get a different answer at first or wherever, but just go forward knowing that your outfield, if healthy, is Blackman, Dahl, Tapia with Hampson as a backup there as well, and you don't have to worry about those defensive issues. So that stuff's been really fun to watch. And then you mentioned Dom Nunez. Like, those are the kinds of guys. And some of these other young relievers, like Jesus Tinoco, uh, like his ERA is bad because every once in a while he throws at 99 right down the middle. But he's got filthy stuff, and I think he's going to be good one day. So let's you know start seeing more of that. There, there's a lot of young players that have been fun to watch. And then every time somebody hits a home run, they do the Las Cucarachas antennas awesome. thing, and it's <laughs> funny. Like Yonder Alonso has been awesome to be around, and he's been great for that clubhouse. Uh, you can see, like, man, if they'd have had some of this momentum and looseness earlier in the season, they might not be in this spot. But They've been real fun to watch through eight innings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Cucarachas <laughs> thing is the perfect storyline for a team that's just dead in the water. So yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect so storyline for the media to grab onto. So, quick it's question. Great. Was Charlie, like, Charlie would never do it, and then this weekend he did? Because everyone on Twitter made a big deal, like, Charlie did the Cucarachas. Yeah. 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 Like, it, it doesn't surprise me that he was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 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 There's no way I'm doing that. And then they won a couple of games, and Nolan hit a walk off and everyone started doing it and the crowd was going wild and chuck was like damn it i'm gonna have to do it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and it just and then after the last win uh against miami uh, as you know they're they're playing the music and they're giving you the scoreboard totals are correct they played the little horn sound oh they fully <laughs> embraced it and, and you have to like again you've got to we, we talked about this a few podcasts ago like how in a baseball season do you continue when there's almost no hope and you've got 35 more games you have to play? Yeah. you got to have some kind of thing to play for. And the Rockies picked a good one. I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. But they're hanging around. <laughs> and if they go into September giving their fans a reason to watch uh, and, and, and even like AJ said, giving them fun baseball even just through eight. <laughs> That's it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, especially for this team when they came in with su with, with all the high hopes and, and aspirations, it got to end with something, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Like some people put no stock into it and say it doesn't really matter, but you want to end the season strong. You yeah. you don't want to just go out, you know. I mean, tell that to Tapia and McMahon who are all building towards being this is who they're going to be next year as regulars. Exactly. Right. Like this is this is meaningful for those guys. You combine that with the you know the contributions that you expect out of your regular elite guys. You know your Story Blackman and, and Arenado, and all of a sudden like you're building a lineup, and then you you get any of those starting pitchers kind of back on track. I mean, this is it's not without meaning for those guys too to start building. It's all building towards April. Right. This isn't this isn't about this year anymore. It's all about this is this is like competitive spring training for them. Yeah. I think we've talked about it in past pods, but I think that's definitely such a cool feature of baseball because you don't see that in the other sports. We're actually having a chance to see these young guys really perform well when it doesn't matter anymore and well actually in the nba some teams do that for the whole season like four or five hey. teams every year <laughs> Before we move on, I've got to tell you guys about the incredible Total Bev 30% off deal. That's right. Total Bev is giving the BSN fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more using the promo code BSN2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Total Bev delivers to most of the metro area from Boulder to to Lakewood to Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. They now offer CBD products too, drinks, gummies. You can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. So don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your own home and get it delivered. 
we are going to answer some questions. We got questions on the pod, guys. Exciting time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, they're all of our Broncos listeners, from what I can tell. <laughs> so Broncos subscribers are used to leaving a lot of questions mm-hmm. on the Broncos. They sure pod. are. I, li- I like divvying them up now. <laughs> so our first comment was Bronco Biker. Hey there, everyone. I love the show as a guy who mostly follows the NFL. It's nice to have this as a foot in the door to the other Denver teams. My thoughts on a good rule change would be to legalize the pick play in football. Nearly every team runs a version of this play anyways. Hmm. (laughs) Sounds like sounds like a guy that likes offense, likes where the rules are going anyways. I mean, who, who wouldn't like more offense? Yeah. I mean, isn't that just opening the door for like, pick and rolls being set in the open field. So what? Run it. More offense. It becomes insane. So what? You change the game. I mean, they they don't really enforce it consistently enough as it is. And so when it does get called, it drives everybody crazy because it's like, oh, well, what about the four times earlier that this happened? That you can pull up on film from that game in which they were like, meh, it's fine. <laughs> and then they randomly call it, and you're like, what in the world? Right, I mean, the, only, time comes the only downside is it's probably a little dangerous. Like, can't you just see people getting absolutely, like, clocked right. on pick plays? I mean, the NFL's soft these days, so right. no. I, I know the NFL <laughs> is, like, really, really concerned with concussions and like, CT. That's, like, their number. I'm, I'm joking. The <laughs> 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 receivers are not going to run into dudes very hard. They're just going to be like, I got in your way. <laughs> and that's that's as much as they want to do. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the openings of Madden when we were kids like would just oh. be headshot oh, after yeah. oh, headshot yeah. at yeah. crunch yeah. NFL the good old Madden days, 99 yeah. <laughs> some DMX and guys just getting obliterated right. Right. their like, lives being shortened by 20 years and us right. celebrating it in a Madden intro highlight yeah uh, we are such savages just 15 <laughs> years ago it's, it's a it's different ins- world it's insane imagine if the NFL was like blitz Right. Remember, remember yeah. Oh, one? I remember. Oh, yeah. Just running into bomb every play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pass interference. Play. Totally. Can you imagine? That's what I want to see. Legalized pass interference. There's Look, no dude, pass interference. Catch, yeah. Just, just hit them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're standing there waiting for it to come down, and you get wrecked. Sorry, bro. That's how you bring defense back. That's right. Right. You can run. That's what we should do. You can run the pick play legally. Run pick and rolls all you want, mm. but defenders should be allowed to hold and pass interfere <laughs> all they want. <laughs> Basically, no rules. So basically, it's rugby now. I think. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did we just invent rugby? <laughs> wow. All right. Next up, Lone Star Bronco said, hey, BSN fam, quick question. Who do you guys think is the most well-versed pod member across all the Denver sports as a whole? I would say AJ and Ryan. That's my thoughts. Yep. It's yeah. probably the yep. guy who knows the most about <laughs> hockey. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's the most mm-hmm. yep. niche sport. None yep. of the rest of us know. Well, and to his credit, he knows his stuff about baseball. You For know, sure. sounds like Football. he's the only guy yeah. still watching the Rockies, which is. <laughs> yeah, I got to admit, I'm not <laughs> watching the Rockies. A, a sickness every day all in Winnipeg. You watch the Rockies yeah, every like, day on vacation? Well, she, she had her things to do at night because she was still working and whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. And so I would toss the Rockies game up on the TV while I was playing Fire Emblem on the Switch and. That's what I did every Living day. Living the dream. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, it was the dream until Wade Davis pushed. Right. Oh. Until the eight- <laughs> That's when it Great. turned into say, a yeah. nightmare. Now, now I'm, ge- I'm understanding a little more that it's ruining switch and vacay time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this, this, I feel the same way about Jake McGee. Every time he comes in, my eyes just roll into the back of my head, and I'm like, <laughs> I hope I hope to black out for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's AJ. all right then he said also which teams do you think are closest in their trajectory over say the next three to five seasons which we'll be getting to that after the question so we'll just we'll get back to you lone star bronco he finished off with love this pod it's really cool to have all the sports come together much love from texas and then we've got Iceman who said do we know where in texas nope just said much love from texas do you know no, off the top of my head. I'm sorry for letting me down, Texas. I thought I thought you guys cared about your listeners. <laughs> oh. Wow. What is this? What is this one-way street going? I'm, I'm on? gonna guess. Would Ryan know? Ryan would not know. Okay. No. <laughs> we, we we can try it right now. We can see. All right. Iceman said, "Ah, more Allie." <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Well, well thanks. True. Thanks for listening. Avs, AJ wins the week. Sweet. Avs done for the year and dude's not even here on vacay in O Canada. Killing it, AJ. It was a good week. <laughs> in O Canada. O Canada. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yo, I've got one more observation from the Broncos game. Just Ooh. just kind of oh. ended on this. Um you guys who were at the game, I don't know if you were privy to it. Did did you Ooh. guys watch the uh, broadcast? No, I was watching the yes. broadcast. Okay. Booger McFarland yeah. really made this a tough watch. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened yeah. now? Get sure, uh, you just, sir. <laughs> just, just being him. This was, this was in my uh, my game notes, but he made this thing a really tough watch. You know, he was down on the field last year and kind of like that cart thing. The Booger Mobile. Yeah, it reminded me of that thing Kanye was on at Coachella like five years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But anyways, now he's up in the booth and – it was just a tough watch. Like he, this was the one of the things I noticed. He prefaced every name. He had to say like number fifty-five, Bradley Chubb. Like he wouldn't just say Chubb. Wow, what's, what's, number fifty-eight, Von Miller would look great on this play. What's better, it was players tough. only TNT broadcast oh. or Booger McFarland on every? Single I mean, let's Monday not go too far. Game. I'll take Booger McFarland. <laughs> 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 I'm just but saying. The he players only TNT broadcast was great because you could no. mute it just like all the others. Uh. <laughs> I honestly, those were not good. They, they just never good. really talked about the game. And then whenever it was the Nuggets on, they knew nothing about the Nuggets. And you're just sitting there watching and you're like, what are you saying? Yeah. That's how I felt. <laughs> that was just in my game notes from last night. Booger McFarlane <laughs> ma- made it a little bit of I'm, a tough one. I'm glad watch. you brought so it, was up. it Was it better with Jason Witten? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like it's like listening to Jeff Houston every day. Yeah, that's that's a tough choice. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, in this segment, we're going to talk about who has the best chance to win a championship this upcoming season. Oh, the Nuggets by far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, easily, because the West is as open as it's ever been. Uh, there's no continuity outside of anybody uh, outside of what like got kind of the Rockets and the Nuggets. Rockets, I mean, and, and have continuity outside of Russell Westbrook. Right, who's like the most ball-dominant guy out there outside yeah. of the guy he just teamed up with. Yeah. So I would say I would say the Nuggets easily just because the NBA is as open as, as it's been, and that's been its problem for how long now is that it's so top-heavy, and now there's you could pick six, what, six, seven teams that you could realistically – between the East and the West, sure. I think you could look at it. I think run. you could look at it and say, "Here are the teams who have a shot at winning the title: Milwaukee and Philly out of the East." I don't no, think any no Boston. No, I wouldn't put Boston in this category. But then out of the West, you'd probably say Denver. You'd probably say Houston, Utah, the Clippers, the Clippers, the, the Lakers. Clippers Boy, I don't. I'm just not buying the Lakers yet. I mean, I'm, I'm putting them in that discussion, but I'm not as high on the Lakers as a lot of people. So, I mean, those are all the teams that you could probably say these guys could win a championship. It's yeah. on the table. I'd say you could make the case for all those teams. I agree. And the Nuggets, just like we've talked about, having that chance of they've all played together already. So oh, that, yeah. they have that leg up over all the other teams well, and, in the and West. Between another year of maturation from Jamal Murray, if he smooths out the rough edges and finds some semblance of consistency – Michael Porter Jr. is is helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole West is in trouble. Like Pe- People forget that this last playoff run was the first time in the playoffs for any of these guys. Right. Yeah. Jokic, Murray, Gary Harris, literally everybody on that bench unit. It's the first time they've ever been in the playoffs. And it's I think it's the sport where playoff experience matters the most. Yes. By far. Yeah. Definitely. But the counter to mm-hmm. the Nuggets is all the other teams you mentioned made big time moves in the offseason. They, they showed they had to catch the Nuggets. <laughs> is it because they had to catch the Nuggets? Who finished second last year? They're they're all chasing. Why didn't the Nuggets make the move? They did. They brought in Jeremy Grant, which is one of the that's, more that's underrated the move? moves of the that's summer. A, that's <laughs> that's a, the move. It's a big it move. Was a good they move. took I don't Paul Millsap. They cloned him, made him younger and cheaper. <laughs> And then put him on the bench while still having Paul Mills. I don't think that's a move. I don't think Why that's not? the move. I don't know, their the bench technology sounds like a pretty good <laughs> move. They're, they're deeper and better than every team that, that we just listed off, except maybe like Milwaukee. And, and I understand and Milwaukee the, the, suffered losses. I understand the Nuggets have continuity, and, and that's great. But what if they went out and made the move? 
And they what said, move? and they What's said, the and they said, Paul, we're not going to pick up your option because we're going to go try to win this thing this year. And maybe it backfires. Maybe it's a swing and miss, and then you lose Paul Millsap. You don't pick up that player. I just think they had such an opportunity. Zach, the thing was there wasn't a move out there. There, yeah. there wasn't a potential move out there. Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to come to Denver and stay long term. You didn't give yourself a chance, though. They tried. They tried for some big names. There wasn't the mutual interest that they needed to pull the trigger on one of those moves. The big move wasn't out there. And here's another thing about the Nuggets summer. Everybody on this Nuggets team right now, or most of the core guys, are getting better. People aren't taking into account that Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, all these young guys, they're going to come back as much better players next season. That's not the case for a lot of guys on Houston, on Utah. It's a case for you know a couple guys here and there on the Lakers, on the Clippers. They had to go out and make big moves because there wasn't like internal growth coming from the guys already on the roster. The Nuggets have that. Well, and Gary Harris wasn't even good last year. Yeah. Like, we've seen how good he can be in the NBA. He wasn't that guy last year, and they still did what they did. Yeah. It's reasonable to expect their their move was being self-aware and understanding who they were. They The team that was ahead of them, that finished ahead of them in the standings last year, dropped off the map. You're not worrying about them next year. That de facto makes them the top team. Yeah, it's just like, t- to me, it's just like, oh, well, we're, we're trending in the right direction. You know, huge step. From, from two years ago to last year. I totally understand that. And I completely agree with you. I mean, they, they are trying to – I do think that everyone has the opportunity to get better. It's just like they, they kind of st- stood back and said, all right, we're trending up. Let's just, let, let, let's just keep going. Instead of saying, we're trending up, let's take a huge step up. Now, probably agree. The Nuggets this year have the best chance, but why not the Avs? I mean, we, we admitted that you know more about the Avs than anyone ever. Well, the Stanley Cup is the hardest thing to win. It's also the most wide open, though. It, y- which, we saw it last and talk season. About, talk I mean, about trending we saw up. So many like, different teams Avs are out trending there. up too. It's, why it's why are we just discounting? Open, so the Avs trending up means that they're still going to have the most competition. They're in a division where you've got seven teams, and you're realistically looking at six of them as potential playoff teams. It's the deep. They have the deepest division in the NHL. Plus, they're they've got some great players that everybody knows about. They've got some great young talent. They've got some major question marks that they are they're making a huge leap of faith on like four dudes this year to play huge roles for them mm-hmm. that have never done it before that haven't proven anything that haven't done anything in the NHL and that's that's why I'm not I mean you want to talk about the next three to five years absolutely I would take the Avs over the Nuggets you want to take this next year it's the Nuggets. I don't think I, – I mean, the Avs are going to have to scratch and claw to make the postseason just like they have the last couple of years. They're relying on a guy who's never been a number one goaltender in the NHL. Grubauer was great at the end of the year, but, I mean, he's never done it across an entire season. The Avs tried to give him – tried to have him do it last year. He didn't do it last year. He collapsed into himself like a dying star and disappeared for four months and then rocked at the end of the year, and we all just kind of, you know – Cognitive dissonance being what it is, we all just were like, "Cool, he's that guy now." Groove. Right, and like that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But his first like twenty appearances, those yeah. grooves were booze. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're not mm-hmm. grooving, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know they're they're they they've got and their backup goaltender has two NHL appearances. Yeah, you know, that's twenty five games where you have absolutely no idea what you're going to get in net at. The most vital position. Yeah, that seems like a big issue because I feel like a common thread with every team that wins a Stanley Cup is they just kind of ride a hot goaltender for right. at least some of the playoffs. Well, and that's that's why it's so hard to win a cup is because you can yeah. build a great – look at San Jose last year. Their whole roster was awesome except their goaltender, and that dude sunk them. Mm-hmm. He betrayed exactly. He betrayed everything that they did by being incompetent. Have and like he's he's been a solid goalie in his career. Had his worst career year when they had the best roster. Mm-hmm. And you can't plan for that as a GM. You, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing Doug Wilson could have done about trying to trying to mitigate the fact that hey, we picked our goalie three years ago and now he's our ride or die because we paid him a ton of money on a forever contract and we built an amazing roster and he had his. Goalies being what they are, and you have no idea year to year what you're getting, even out of the best, and totally sunk them. 
the abs the abs could miss the postseason by a mile this year because Grubauer can't handle it and Francouz isn't an NHL tender. Like there's a realistic possibility of that happening. With the Nuggets, you know that you're at least getting a playoff team. At yeah, well, that's the thing about the Nuggets. Team. Nuggets have an incredibly high floor. Yeah, because the only way they miss the playoffs is if Jokic like has a season-ending injury. What right. about if like, Jamal has a season? They could survive that. Okay. I mean, they Monte wouldn't. The they would that's probably true. struggle to get home court advantage in the playoffs if like a Jamal Murray or, or a Gary Harris or you know one of those other big guys behind Jokic was going to go down for a season or a long period of time. But outside of a Jokic, like, season-ending injury, knock on wood, of course. And also, (laughs) like, he's one of the more durable players in the league. People never talk about that. He played every game that he could have last year. They rested him one game. He suspended one game. (laughs) 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 I mean, he was just a freaking Iron Man last year. Uh, But, you know, outside of that, you can just pencil them into the playoffs. Yeah. And with the Avs, you can't. I mean, the Avs have made the postseason on game 82 and game 81 right? of the last two years. So, like, as much as we're all feeling like, woo, the Avs are up and coming, like, they've got an awful lot to prove. An awful lot to prove still. Now, a few counters to what you said. You said there's so many, you know, unknown pieces that the Avs are relying on. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr., a lot of people are hoping he takes that next step. Obviously, no one can count on anything from him. But then Gary Harris, I mean, you admitted he had a bad year last year. You're just assuming that he's going to take that step. So I think there's those pieces on the Nuggets as well. Well, they had, I mean, without Michael Porter Jr. at all and with a bad Gary Harris, they, they won how many games last they year? They can win a championship with Michael Porter Jr. doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> sure, but that's what I'm saying is everyone's saying it's, it's all trending up. You know, everyone's going to take these steps up. Maybe Michael Porter, Jr. Michael Porter Jr. takes that step up, and then everything's just trending in the right direction. You know, what if, what if three of those things don't happen? I mean, well, everything was trending up for the Rockies a year ago, right? Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. Uh, I, and, and people forget too; it wasn't just two consecutive postseason appearances. The year before that, they had taken a big step forward. Out of you know, they had been really, really bad for a couple of years there. The first year in uh, 2016 was Trevor Story's rookie year. They kind of burst out, and all of a sudden they were playing 500 baseball all year. He's hitting all these home runs. They're finding some of these young guys that were uh, you know, and and then the next year they start. It was the first year for Freeland and Marquez. Uh, Gray had come along in 16. They were starting to build the team. They took a huge step forward from 16 to 17. Uh, I can't remember how many games they won in 16, but I want to say it was in the low 70s or the high 60s. And then in 17, they win 87 games. 2018, they win 91 games. Everybody was trending upward. All the young guys trending upward. Freeland was trending upward. Marquez was trending upward. John Gray was really the only guy who was trending downward from a young player perspective. Let's leave Desmond yeah, sure. McGee, all those guys <laughs> out of it. From, from, from the, and, and even their core young guys, Trevor Story, who we sometimes forget had a real step back year in 2017, had a huge 2018, an MVP caliber season. Nolan Arenado still in the midst of his prime. Uh, all of those guys were trending upward en route to 91 wins, and now look at them. Right. Anything can happen. And I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not just I'm not trying to tear down the just showing counterpoints and yeah. we have to remember this is a team that has made the playoffs one straight year. Just just once. Yeah. Sure. You know? There's just the honestly like and the thing in the NBA is they got Jokic. Like and and, and we love to not make it that simple, but No, you're totally you, right. They have a top ten player. That right. And when you have a top ten guy on your you team, you make the playoffs. You're right. And and can do when you when he's as good as he is you can ride that guy to a championship in the nba i have the prerequisite (laughs) for an nba champion which is a a, an elite player to build around Mm -hmm. and then they've got a really good roster around him and it's really young and it's reasonable to expect that they get they either get better or they don't take a huge step backwards is that yeah it is no is that the formula to win a championship in the nba is one great player I mean, you well, have the easiest formula. Two. You yes, have to start it's two. There. I mean, the easiest formula is to there. have two or three superstars. But look, we don't all live in L.A. or, or New York or Miami. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Some teams have to take a different path. But well, Toronto you know, won it last year with Kawhi. Right. Exactly. Toronto they, won, they, it they won it with Kawhi. And they and are. Like, <laughs> Dallas won it with You made Nowitzki. that second person up. <laughs> 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 but they're they're the exception. 
in the past however many years. Sure. You know? And, well, and, everybody's the exception well, to the Golden State Warriors. Right. Like, right. Golden, State, Golden State was the perfect storm at the perfect time because yeah. they drafted really well. They got, what, Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry were both like Bot- bottom of the lottery. Type right. Guys. Like they Steph were like, Curry was seventh overall. Clay Thompson was. Yeah, I don't remember where he got drafted. 10, 12 or 13. I thought it was 12. Yeah. But, but let's just look at like the past 10 years. You had the Heat. Uh, I mean, superstars, superstars, superstars. You had Cleveland, superstars. You had the Warriors, who, yeah, built it built it a different way. What but happened? still, what superstars. Happened, what happened with the first Heat team? What do you mean? They, like, won, what? they won two titles. Right, in they three years. They lost to the Mavs. In so four years, yeah. So and then and then you had you had uh, um, the Celtics before superstars. That's that's just what I'm saying. It's it's I don't think the formula to win in the NBA is one top ten player. It's where you start, and that's where they're hoping that they have Jamal Murray take the next step to being an All Star caliber player. I'm not mm-hmm. not a top ten, but an All Star, and that's your guy to build around. And that's where they hope that Michael Porter Jr. That's why they that's why they gave him a pass. Instead of going out and getting like a Zaire Smith, a guy that could have contributed something last year, they waited because they wanted to. See this this is how a team like Denver has to operate. They don't they don't get to play in free agency when all these guys go out there and there's money to there's money to spend. They don't they don't get that attention. Denver is not that team. They have to do it a different way, and they have done it a different way. They have to draft. They have to develop. They have to get creative. They have to take chances on Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. Yeah. Well, the, the Nuggets exactly. The Nuggets built their team in a way that they had to. They built they built their team the same exact way that Golden State built their team. Exactly. They did the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how. You, and the big difference was Kevin Durant as the as the big X factor and losing to Golden State in the in the in the playoffs and then getting loved on, which he very very obviously needs. By by the Warriors players and the cap taking the spike that it did just as he hit free agency. Yeah. It was a perfect storm to create an all-time great juggernaut. Mm-hmm. So trying to recreate the Warriors is is not how you go about it. But you do take the steps that they took when they were just trying to be relevant. And that's exactly what the Nuggets did. And it's why I think the Nuggets are the team for this year. Three years from now, it's the Avs. Okay. Without a doubt. Because they've got hmm. Byram and they've got all the young kids and all those guys that they've got they've got more talent than they know what to do with. Sampo Ranta. They've got <laughs> look, Rambo Santa's coming, okay? <laughs> He's coming. And it's going to be nasty when he shows up. Because there's a bunch of those guys. They have a handful of those guys just hanging around. That World Junior showcase that everybody likes to make fun of. The Avs had that they were tied with Columbus for the most young players there with six. That's a huge number of nice. guys. So not only do they have the NHL guys, but they've got all the prospects coming. They're, they are the team in the next three years. And here's another thing on the Nuggets. They won 54 games last year, and they were one of the most injured teams in the league for yeah. the entire yeah. season. There's a lot of room for improvement there. A lot. I know I spoke about the – Are they going to win 60 this year? It's on the table. I actually just talked about this in the last BS and Nuggets podcast. How do they win 60 games? They have better health, which – it's honestly tough to have worse yeah. luck with health than they did last year. And they get off to a really good start, which I've said at this table before that they should because their the, schedule out of the gate is really easy. Their schedule is really yeah. good, and the continuity that they have means they should be ready to go. They could go 14-3 and three over their first 17 games, have a little better luck with injuries. Boom, you could win 60 games. Okay, Harrison, Nuggets, yes? Sure, yeah. Nuggets, True. yeah. AJ, Nuggets. For one year? Yes. yes. For this year? Nuggets. Yeah. All right, I choose Nuggets, too. So <laughs> great discussion. But right after the break, we are going to go into who won the week. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here. And we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses. And Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. 
That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. Welcome back into the show. We are now doing the Who on the Week segment, which someone suggested a website where we could pay for a song. But I don't think Brandon's going to want to pay for a Who on the Week song. When we've got a talented artist like you, Drew, at the table. No pressure, Drew. Yeah, right? (laughs) Never written a jingle in your life. Where's the jingle? (laughs) Where's our song, dude? (laughs) I could, you know what? I, I could try to come up with something. It can even be Don't a say that tune. because now you have to. Uh, I know. It doesn't have to be a song. It can be just a little tune. No, it doesn't need words. A but ditty? it's kind of something Look, that your off season is fast approaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I've noticed this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be less busy in October this year than I have been the last mm. couple. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Mm. Yeah, for those one or two days. Hey, hey. Those one or two days were incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that win against the Cubs last year is going to be. Postseason baseball, there's nothing like it. That they, they went into Wrigley Field. The, yeah. Almost this exact team went into Wrigley Field and beat the Chicago yeah. Cubs and John Lester, the winningest pitcher in postseason history. I know it, man. Oh, it was, was that fun. Super fun. And Tony Walters was the hero. Yeah. Tony Walters, Tony backup catcher. Yeah. Last Tony Walters, who I saw last night, I forgot to bring this up in the Rocky segment, I actually saw this on Twitter. He had not committed an error yeah. until last night. Right, on a wow. play when he twisted his ankle. That's kind of crazy. Ooh. Yeah. That's He's nuts. Been Is his ankle okay? I think so. <laughs> I, I haven't heard. He's an a catcher. On He's that, fine. Just yeah. tape it up. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. He just has to lean on it. Rub some dirt it. on it. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be fine. All right. Well, last week when AJ was gone, we had Rudo in, and the Avs. The Avs lost. They oh, didn't Rudo. win I'm, the week. I wonder how much not retweeting from any of the accounts <laughs> played into that. I don't think anyone retweeted. Did oh, you? Yeah. No. Did you guys retweet? I don't think Terrible. anyone retweeted. Wow. All right. Well, we had. Broncos. Oh, it's not opening. Okay. So Broncos won the week with Drew Locke showing big improvements in a second preseason game. Then that the didn't end. age well. That's exciting. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, well, you got hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Then Avs and Nuggets tied. Harrison, you did a good job. There, Nuggets was Jokic helping Serbia to two exhibition wins. Come on. <laughs> And then as was three-headed monster getting their due nationally. AJ, how'd you feel how do you feel about that one? It was fine. I mean Rudy I thought with three-headed monster, with everyone would have vote you the Avs fans would have swarmed yeah. the polls. Power rankings. Oh god. They're the worst. Yeah. And then Rockies was Dom Nunez home run in MLB debut. Oh, that man. got fourteen percent. That should have won. won because <laughs> it was the only thing that happened in a game that mattered, and it was an awesome moment for a kid. Yeah, that's what but I'm the saying. Rockies, we, you need to push it more, Drew. I do. But Rockies fans listening, you got to show up more in the polls. They're all they're having. You know, Allie, they're having a hard time. <laughs> Every <laughs> everyone's at home <laughs> under a blanket. Yeah, just got a candle lit. Just. <laughs> trying to figure out what kind of rituals they need to perform. It's just, it's been a tough couple of weeks. So I get people not showing out, but come on, man. It was a good moment for the kid. It was, but with that, we're going to start with you, Drew. <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got a lot to work with. Yeah. All right, Drew, Nowhere why did the Rockies <laughs> win the week? Uh, Las Cucarachas won the week. The Rockies won four games in a row and had, and I can't believe this word is coming out of my mouth, fun. They had fun. They had two walk-off wins. Nolan Arenado was good in the clutch a couple of times. John Gray threw an eight. He really could have, should have, would have thrown a complete game shutout at Coors Field. What's the Uh, deal with that? Why did they pull him? Yeah. I <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess they're still just trying to make sure they win games. He was tiring a little bit. I wanted to see him get it. 
but they they are they they had some breaks go their way they're getting hits at the right time yeah they they still have the way davis issue and and there's still some things that have been ugly but most of the rest of the team is actually playing pretty well uh, the start, the young starting pitching has looked a lot better, and they're coming around and having fun. The, this whole Las Cucarachas thing has, has been a big deal for them. It's really weird to see something uh, like that catch the team, but it has, and I still wouldn't be surprised to see them come back and win this series in Arizona. One second. You guys are so good at ending these before I can make any sound like anything. I'll Allie, go along next Allie time. can't wait to buzz or <laughs> mute people. Can I make an argument for who won the week in Rocky's world? Sure. Drew Creaseman won the week. He's getting to cover a fun team, and he published this amazing piece everyone needs to read and check oh, yeah. it out on how it's not just the baseballs. I won't spoil anything more, but. Check that out. That it's actually free, one. right? So if you're not a subscriber, you can check that out. Yeah. And yeah. then subscribe and do the right thing because uh, Drew pumps out amazing content like that on the reg. There you go. Did you Why like didn't that? I make that my argument? Yeah, you yeah. should have. <laughs> Does anyone agree with Drew on why the Rockies won the week? Anyone feel any they, certain they way? They won actual games that count. No, right. it's like I said, it's a <laughs> I, fun. We're in the sports team playing right now. That's playing games that count. Like I said earlier, the the Cucarachas thing. It's a fun storyline at the end of the year and it's for really a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it right. is. Yeah, it's like how many how many sports teams that are going down in flames are this self aware? Right. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of them come out and said the right things. Like, we should be better than this. We're all mad we're not better than this. We yeah. haven't played good. We don't, like, it's not like our record should be better. They're not saying yeah. that, but it's just like. Talent level-wise, yeah. they're, they're too good to be what they are. Right. And I think, like you said earlier, they've already started to embrace that a lot of these guys are playing for next year. They've got their mm -hmm. eyes on the prize for next season. And that has given them something to play for. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing these little glimpses of like the team they could have been all season. Even that part's frustrating. Sometimes when they <laughs> win, you're like, really? Today, you decided to throw five yeah. shutout innings out of the bullpen? This was the day? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come on. I mean, when you see guys like Tapia and McMahon coming into their own, it's like this is the plan working. It just happened two months late. Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to Zach since your team actually played a game as well. Not a real game. Uh -uh. Not a real no, they game. Did, they <laughs> did not either. They had a practice on television. <laughs> and they, didn't even, they, they didn't even win that fake game that they played. I'm saying. But the Broncos won the week because, as Booger McFarlane would say, <laughs> number oh 55 Bradley yes. Chubb showed that he can be Vic Fangio's Khalil Mack. He showed that he can have a better year than Von Miller. He showed that he can be one of the most elite pass rushers in this game. And you can look at stats to back that up. You can look at the tape to back that up. I mean, we, we talked about the move that he put on Staley earlier. Uh, and it, he had a power move that was thrown in there. He had a, a, a move that he dipped under Joe Staley. He had a strip sack. He had uh, he hit Jimmy Garoppolo so that he was forced to throw an interception. He hit Jimmy Garoppolo again so that uh, Devontae Bosby had an opportunity to make an interception. Ryan and I created a term last night that was a he, he had three turnover creation plays in the game last night. That was and he only played one quarter. He could have created 12 turnovers last night. 15 seconds. That is insane. So Bradley Chubb. Without a doubt, playing in fake games, losing fake games. He <laughs> won the week in Denver. I'm serious. Go back and watch the broadcast, and you'll see what I'm talking about when it comes to Booger McFarland. Announcers have gotten really annoying in recent years by calling guys by their first names. Yeah, first. Like well, like he goes homies. number and first and last. And then there's like that where it's the extreme other direction, and you're just like, dude, you're way too formal with it the whole entire game. He was yeah. trying to fit so many words into each sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all I could think about. <laughs> I love it's that be better stat, by the way, Zach. I love that. I, I love that concept of of the turnover creation play. I like that a lot. Shout out to RK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I was going to turn to Drew. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Another shot to try to convince people why the Rockies. Just somebody vote for the Rockies, please. No. All right, AJ, why did the Avs win the week? I don't know that the Avs won the week because I don't think they did, but Valerie Nachushkin certainly did because he sucks and he's getting paid $850,000 to suck. 
uh, in which he he signed <laughs> yesterday. I'll take that deal. He he signed yesterday with the Abs for some ungodly, unholy, unexplainable reason. Oh, wow! They added him to the roster. This is a guy who played fifty-seven games in the NHL last year and scored zero goals. And for some reason, the Abs were like, <laughs> "We want that guy." <laughs> so, and it's not like he's a defensive defenseman or anything. This is a forward who was drafted in the top ten once upon a time, and they were like, "Yeah, sign us up." How old is he? He is 24. So he's same McKinnon, uh, the McKinnon draft. Okay. So you can dream on a guy, but in in I don't I don't know what aging curves look like in the NBA. Well, this is like the Utah Jazz taking a shot on Emmanuel Mudiay. It sounds like <sighs> a former top pick in like a second draft type deal. It's so it's, and I'm like it's if, not going to work been, out. Six but years, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's not going to work out. But you can talk yourself into like, it. So he was good. He was good once in the NHL, like early in his career. And then he was bad because he hated the head coach. So he left to go play in Russia. He was okay in Russia. The head coach quit or got fired. And he came back. And then Dallas was like, uh, you're actually bad. So they bought him out. And the Avs, for some reason, decided to give this man $850,000. He's the big winner because he was completely incompetent last year. Got another job and will make a ton of money to do who knows what for the Abs organization. Does he share an agent with any prominent free agents I, or anything? You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm but just. I'm just looking for explanations. Anytime you sign a guy in August that's not already one of your own guys, it's no good reason. Yeah, I don't well, know. He does that's have weird. the exact same number of goals as the Broncos' offense has touchdowns. He has the exact same number of goals as any of us at this table. <laughs> like if they were shopping for dudes with no offense, we all would have taken eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> right. to show up and be like, "I can't play in the NHL." Andre's yeah. looking at me with the excuse me, your buzzer, your buzzer. But Harrison added like a fifteen second point in there, so I just <laughs> all right, uh, we let it go. <laughs> Luchushkin wins because he gets paid money he doesn't deserve. <laughs> okay. If that wins, I'm 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 quitting Twitter for a day. <laughs> for a day. <laughs> I'm qu- I'm <laughs> but AJ, you're supporting Drew. For him, to, for the Rockies to win the week, right? Maybe Avs fans will s- also agree with you sure. on that. They haven't, they haven't listened to me when I've encouraged yeah, I them to go elsewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I try to get Champ Bailey to win them. because he said some awesome stuff for his Hall of Fame yep. speech, and people yeah. were like, yep. "Nope." <laughs> Did you see it, Jim? Didn't they didn't win? Broncos didn't win. You, Avs won last week. Yeah. All right. They Harrison. don't listen to me. They just follow the hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I am not part of this. No, we had a few uh, fans who were like, I'm an Avs fan, but you know what? The Rockies not making a dumb move during the trade deadline. That deserves my vo- vote. Hey, thanks, one person. Yeah. <laughs> that, shout out that one guy. Yeah, appreciate you. All right, Harrison. Well, the Nuggets didn't win the week. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you that, but I'm going to use this time to keep you guys up to date on the uh, FIBA World Cup because <laughs> <laughs> because Team Serbia won the Acropolis tournament in Greece. I bet you guys didn't know that was happening. Wow. No. Uh, Anyways, it was a four-team tournament with Serbia, Greece, Turkey, and Italy. And Serbia went 3-0. It was a little round-robin type deal, and they beat Greece in the gold medal game. Except Nikola Jokic did not play in that game, but they still beat Greece. But why didn't he play? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, he was... Back home in Serbia for did the Greek you know, freak play personal reasons he did play and wow. they still won. and Team Serbia still won. Wow, um, that's what's up. Jokic played in the first two games, uh, but he he did not play in the gold medal game. But Team Serbia still won, and I feel like Team Serbia is the adopted <laughs> FIBA World Cup team of Nuggets fans. So, and you guys gave me crap for the World Junior Summer Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still get a medal? I mean, he didn't play. He's got. I, w- I would assume yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. he was dominant. <laughs> <laughs> Right, this whole thing could have been just invented. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going along We're with all it. Like, yeah. Nuggets oh, listeners okay. are like, Harrison's got them going. No, yeah. but I'm calling it. Serbia up. will beat the U.S. in the World Cup next wow. month. They wow. will beat the U.S. Wow. I don't think it, I mean, aren't they down to like Mason Plumley on that team? Yes. He's probably going to be on the team, yes. But Team USA should still be heavy favorites, but I'm picking Serbia to win. I thought you were going to take this 60 seconds to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. Well, Ryan's not on the show this week, so, <laughs> so you we'll have to postpone that. <laughs> Forever, please. <laughs> okay, so how that stacked up was AJ and Harrison both said that they didn't win the week, and Zach went with Bradley Chubb having three good plays in a game that didn't count. For the love of God. 
<laughs> Come out and vote for the Rockies, yeah. who won four actual baseball games. Yeah, if the Rockies were ever going to win it. This well, is Well, if the, the Rockies time. were ever going to win it, it would have been like when Arenado signed his extension and everybody felt great. I know. Where was this podcast then? Mm. All right. Well, that's going <laughs> to do it for us. As you guys heard, please vote for Drew. He really needs it. <laughs> we not even title this episode, please, please vote for Drew. Please vote for Drew. <laughs> Couple notes before finishing the show. All right. 2016, the Rockies won 75 games. Clay Thompson was drafted 11th overall. Ah, that's right. all I've got for you. Boom. <laughs> Thanks, Andre. Dang it. Uh, he's so close. All right. Well, as always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast feed and leave us some comments, ratings, all of that good stuff. And like we did today, we'll be answering your questions if you comment on the actual post on bsndumber.com. For everyone at this table, have a great day, everyone. <laughs> I didn't know how to end it. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. Have a great day. Tucked away from the city, Raccoon Creek is your go-to golf course. Their location in Littleton provides more than just a beautiful golfing experience. They have the perfect setting for year-round events with unbelievable views. Just a fun place to golf. It's a different atmosphere. It's a really nice course. And- it's fast greens. They have a good crew there, so it's always in good shape. They're having uh, comedy shows. They got like this really cool fire pit in the back now. It's changed a lot. There's a whole, whole new patio that has like the best views in Colorado. I think you can just see the mountains, you see the golf course. You know, kind of like Cheers. Everybody knows your name and your handicap. That was Todd. He's been golfing at Raccoon Creek for years now, and it's his favorite golf course in the area because of the environment that they've created. Raccoon Creek has embraced technology, adding golf board rentals to their course, as well as updating their golf carts to be equipped with GPS that provides score updates of sporting events and live scoring for outings and tournaments. They also have an app where you can schedule tee times, receive happy hour specials, and stay up to date on all of their upcoming events. Download their app today and receive a free bucket of balls or check them out online at raccooncreek.com.